0: Hi, this is Bernard Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Jim Pinto for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. Tonight we're going to be talking about Ongbok, a 2003 film starring Tony Ja. And people might notice we don't have Kenny or Adam here with us tonight, but Jim has kindly stepped in to fill both of their shoes. So, you know, hopefully we'll have a good discussion about Ongbok. But before we do, I just want to mention we have a Patreon page, there's a link in the description. Uh, we use it so that we can pay for movie rentals and purchasing DVDs and things like that. And also, we have to help Adam with his terrible gambling habit. So it's very important that people follow the link and pay what they can and get the different reward tiers. So uh, so yeah, so Ong Bak is a, a classic movie. I remember seeing this when it first came out. It's a really simple story. Basically, uh, Tony Ja plays Ting, who lives in a northern, northeastern Thai village where uh one of the buddha heads is uh is stolen and he has to go and get it back and bring it to the village and so it's a fairly simple plot but it's it's actually a really uh great martial arts movie but also the story is fairly compelling so uh but dion this was your first time watching it so i want to get your opinion first and then we'll get jim's and then we'll get my my opinion
1: I enjoyed the movie. I only was able to see it once this week. It was my first time viewing it, but I enjoyed the simple storyline. But I really enjoyed the characters that um, that were portrayed. Um, I thought they were very human and relatable, and I just I thought it was a really good story with really good actors in it. I the only one I knew was Tony Ja. Um, but the others, um, I thought did a pretty good job and the fight scenes were good and I don't really have a background or any kind of working real knowledge of, um, my type. So this is uh, a good, I think this is the second movie I've seen. Of but, what? Yeah, of, so. of a boy Thai movie? Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: we had Duel of Fist, but that was a Hong Kong film. Actually, this is your third Dion, because we also saw the movie with, um, uh, Angela Mao. Where she was uh, involved in Muay Thai as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so, right, that's yep. right. So the this tournament, is the third one. Yep. But those were both Chinese movies where it was clear that the fight choreographers were coming from a much different point of view. And this exactly. is exactly this is and definitely this
1: true, a, to, true yeah. to story. So,
0: um, so yeah. So Jim, what, what's your reaction to the movie?
2: Uh, I love it. I actually, I think it's Tony Jaa's only good movie. I, I think every element of the movie holds up. It has character development. It's uh, it's a very simple plot, but you get, uh, you get emotionally invested very quickly because you can see the acting and the way that the story is sold by the elders at the beginning of the story, mm. beginning of the movie. You get the sense of how important this is. And then once you get to Bangkok and you see how little that kind of rural, traditional life means to everybody in the city you it's a very good fish out of water story in that regard
0: yeah yeah i would agree and um, it's it's also good because that's true that's like a really true aspect of of thailand where you have that yeah, yeah and city divide which the is, entire
2: is, mekong peninsula that all yeah. whole, all of Indochina is like that really
0: yeah and that's where like the the um the red shirt and the yellow shirt thing kind of
2: is it's it's,
0: it's tends to fall on those lines yeah. um so it's really significant there um and yeah, my my I, I I love this movie. When I first saw it, it was mainly for the fighting because I was doing Muay Thai at the time, and I I was working at a Thai restaurant, and I was I was lucky enough to see it with a Thai person, and so I had a lot of the movie explained to me as I was watching it, and it's not. Um, I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the fight scenes, but it's not Muay Thai as you see in the ring. This is more traditional Muay Thai. Sort of pre-Western boxing rules being incorporated into it, uh, but it w- works really well on the screen. And Tony Ja is just amazing physically. He has the he has the the athletics, and he has the 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 sort of martial talent that's required. And it's again, it's, it reminds me of. The first time that I saw a police story, you know, it's that kind, like that level of physical performance. I, Which,
2: I was going to bring up police. I was going to bring up police story. Actually, I think cool. that's a fantastic analogy.
0: Well, it's just funny. I know Dion does not like police stories. So I could see that she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's laughing, but yeah, you, you see what I mean though, right? Like there is that, it, it has a similar type of thing where this is clearly meant. And, and when I first saw it, I knew this, it was clearly meant to showcase Tony Jaw's talents and right. usually that wouldn't be a good thing for a movie because everything else would suffer as a result of that. But it somehow all still works, and it really holds up too. I was I was surprised because I haven't seen it in about five years, and right. I was expecting that it was gonna not age as well as it did. Um, Here,
2: here's I under I don't I don't really know Dion's opinion about things, but I can tell you I understand why she doesn't like Police story, without even knowing her, and I can tell you why this movie is successful as a result because Police Story was Jackie Chan's I've got to make this work or I'm going to go hungry film,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And he created a new format for making Hong Kong cinema. So it is rough. It is a punk rock film. Tony Jaa has that blueprint done for him because Jackie Chan has done 100 movies that yeah. follow the Police Story blueprint. They just get perfected and get better, and better, 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 better. So Tony's only, he's copying the punk rock feel, of we're going to really get hurt making this thing, but we're hungry and we got to make this successful, but he can copy the blueprint of the best Jackie Chan films, not just police
1: story.
0: Yeah. No. And Dion, does that, does that improve your impression of police story at all? Or is it still no?
1: No, because my, I never even, I don't know. I don't read backgrounds about movies and things like that before I watch them. Mm. And I get all that kind of information later to find out why everybody's so into it. And, Especially if I'm not, but um, to me, for me, the reason why I didn't like Police Story was it for some reason it didn't hold my attention. I usually typically don't like um, movies with guns. I don't like movies that are you know too far set like in present day. Yep. I'm more of a historical fiction kind of person, um, and it just I don't know for some reason it didn't gel for me. I didn't feel connected to any of the characters really right. in that movie. And I, like I told you, I tried to watch it three times. I
0: remember, I remember really
1: just, I didn't have much to say about that one, but this one, it, at first I was like, what am I getting myself into? Hmm. But when, like, um, Jim said at the beginning, the elders really sell the story on how important this Buddha statue is. And you want them to get it back. And you see these clips, Um, intermingled in between when they go back to show you what's going on in the village and you're and they're starving and they're going to die and these people in the city just don't care about anything including the man who ran so far away from the village George to be his own person so it's just like I don't know this story was definitely more compelling to me than um, police story was.
0: Well, and police story is also kind of like a series of just scenes that are built around Jackie Chan's talent, and sometimes it's very rough between them. Like they don't necessarily string together all that smoothly. Like the phone scene is sort of just right. in the middle, you know, and it doesn't it doesn't really tie to the rest of the movie quite as well. I, I right. <laughs> so, but uh, but I think that in this movie. This time around, I was noticing just how smooth a lot of those transitions were. Like they're all like all those scenes are meant to showcase Tony Jaa, but they flow pretty naturally. Like there's a logic to why one one thing is happening and then the next thing is happening. Um, so it so it kind of holds it together better. But I, now I'm curious. Has anybody seen any of the sequels to Ang Bak? Yeah, <laughs> you do not sound impressed. They are not good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, I said this is Tony Jaa's only good movie. I with,
0: with I would agree with your assessment of the um of the Ongbok sequels. They're generally they're not they're not. It feels like they're trying to do something that they want to do that maybe isn't good for the for the series. Um,
2: I, I will own that there's some good fight scenes in The Protector, Protector 2, Ongbok 2.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I will agree that there's some good fight scenes, but I don't think you a whole movie can hold up that way. I just, I can't watch a film that way.
0: Yeah, the, I like the, the Protector movies I liked. Um, the sequels to Ongbok. Uh, I didn't understand why they... It was interesting at first when they were set in the past, but it, I, I what I realized was it looked to me like... Like Tony Cha was more interested in, in emulating a lot of Hong Kong movie tropes in, the, in that movie. Like you had like the drunken style thing going on. And, and so it felt like the historical thing was just an excuse to bring some of those tropes in, if that makes sense. And it just didn't seem really connected to the original Ongbok. You know, but I guess it would be tricky because, uh, you know, George is dead. So there's, <laughs> I don't know where they would go with the next beat of the story. But I, I always yeah. thought of Tom young Protector, I always thought of that as a cast sequel to to Aung Sure, Bok.
2: sure, yeah. it is. And the fights in it are really good, but it's so, it is sloppier than Ong Bak. Everything oh yeah, I would agree. It, yeah. every, that boat chase comes out of nowhere. One minute he's in the house fighting, doing that big giant jump across the living room, and the next minute he's in a boat chase outside. I, I don't even know what the hell's going on.
0: Now, so. we were going we to talk about this towards the end, but I think since we're bringing up the subject, we can talk about it now, which is, uh, you know, when this came out, I was really expecting Tony Jaa to become like the next Jackie Chan. Like we were going to have this person who, or like Bruce Lee or somebody like that, like another person who was just going to completely revolutionize how we thought about martial arts movies and make a ton of really great martial arts films. And he's made movies that I've enjoyed. It just didn't, it, I, it, it, there, it just didn't become this thing that I thought it was going to become, um, and you really see
2: that when you go back and you watch Ong
0: Bak, I think. I,
2: I I think it's just a testament to how important story is once again, right? If if Jackie Chan hadn't kept saying I need to improve, I need to get better, I need to make bigger, better movies, he would have been stuck. I I don't care what you think of um, of drunken master Mm -hmm. that's a that's a kind of a bad movie the original drunken master it's sloppy it's not filmed well the sound quality is bad and if he had rested on his laurels and said that's the kind of hong kong cinema i want to do he would never become what he is today
0: but wouldn't you at least say but he still made movies that didn't always have a good story right but like he would still be able to carry the film but the I mean? production
2: value would increase, yeah. right? The yeah. stunts would at least be interesting. You would at least know something wacky is coming because Jackie's not going to rest on that yeah. helicopter scene. There was an Alaska. escalation.
0: There was an escalation yeah. of, of yeah, 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 quality yeah. in some yeah. respect. Um, and when
2: there was, when you go to Police Story 2, which is just abysmal, um, there's this sort of letdown of what, what it went wrong. And that's what happens with Longbok 2 and 3. Yeah. That's what happens with Protector 2 is people lose the heart of what they're doing and why they want to do it. And Tony, without, I guess, having an understanding of how cinema works, he didn't protect his own career the way he should have. The yes. success of Unbox should have taught him, okay, but I can't rest on my laurels. The next movie's got to be better. It doesn't have to be bigger, but it has to be better. No, and
0: I think, I, I imagine that's what the historical aspect was part of, but it just didn't, it just didn't work out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but with the police story too, that's interesting. Cause that, that happened cause that was largely a response to the criticisms of the film. It's even like in the dialogue where critics were sort of, you know, uh, mentioning how there was just this astronomical <laughs> level of economic damage done by the protagonist in the first movie. And so that actually gets into the dialogue of the second film. Sure. Um, and, and there was a lack of story in the first movie, and so there was more story in the second movie, but it just kind of, it just made it worse somehow. Um, so, so, yeah, so what about the fight scenes in this film? Um, you know, what did everybody think of the fighting and the fighting style that we saw on display?
1: Do I know? like the fighting scenes. I thought they were really cool. Like I said, this is my first real exposure to this style of martial art. So, you know, I thought it was uh, really amazing. But the, what I could have done without was showing the, I guess, the impact of a hit from, like, sometimes they showed it, like, four times Yeah, from yeah. different angles. I would have preferred maybe just a second angle. I didn't need the third and the fourth angle.
0: I, I, that's my only big criticism of the movie, actually, is those those repeated point of view shots of the of the of the of the like like different impacts or just different cool things that he's doing i thought those felt a little bit artificial and and it didn't seem i didn't think they were necessary i saw that he did it i didn't need to see it three times from different angles you know right um but uh but yeah the uh you know i i think the the fight scenes of this i think are are really good and it's obviously kind of meant to 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 sort of present Muay Thai as the ultimate fighting style even though it's it's mm-hmm. really more traditional sort of Hollywood version of of, of traditional Muay Thai but just the the w- when I when I when this movie came out I had just transitioned from Taekwondo to Muay Thai and one of the reasons why I did that is cuz I was working at a Thai restaurant and the Thai people they were very interested that I was doing Taekwondo but whenever they asked me to demonstrate They'd always mock me for not having the level of power that you find in Muay Thai, and I feel like this really captures the the power level behind a Muay Thai kick or a Muay Thai elbow or a Muay Thai strike. Um, And so it's just it's just a really good visual depiction of it. Uh, Jim, what what was your feeling about the fight choreography?
2: I I loved it. I I absolutely. uh, I have no. I like I said. I have no complaints about this film. Really, that if they do, they're minor. Like all these kinds of movies, it could probably do with one less fight, but at the same time, they made every fight fresh. It was a different – I wasn't watching the same fight over and over again, which was great. Um, There was a Jackie Chan movie where he did that. It was the same fight over and over again. I just thought, why am I seeing this again? Uh, But no, I thought – again, Tony did everything right with this first film. He was following the right blueprint. Um, and it, a lot of that probably has to go to the director and producers, right? Tony can't get all the credit.
0: Yeah, and there's a fight but, choreographer too. So yeah,
2: um, um, but the chase scene on the street was fantastic. I mean, it was a little silly, right? Because he was he was dude do, basically doing a left right scroller, um, jumping through things that just happened to be exactly perpendicular well, or parallel to what he was doing.
0: This movie has a very Thai sense of humor. I think. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a scene during that chase scene where. Uh, where George grabs a cleaver and it, and, the, uh-huh, and the guys, that's my favorite yeah. scene. and then he grabs the giant cleaver and they start backing off. And then this old lady comes by selling knives.
2: Yeah, and it was yeah, silly,
0: yeah. but but it makes
2: you laugh. Uh, yeah, it was the it was probably the funniest scene in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so you know, there's there's a lot of scenes like that, and it, you know, I, I I think that the the again you, you even see it in some of the fights, the 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 humor that makes its way into it. But I I think it works because that's just a like I I don't know if any of you have seen Thai television, but I watch a lot of Thai TV with my wife and the, the humor like th- you have to get very accustomed to hearing really cartoonish sound effects during daytime Thai TV because it's done for humorous effect. So, if, so if somebody goes over and smacks a person in the back of the head, there's a boing sound. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's like a lot of, so, so there's a little level of silliness that's I think accepted. Um, but yeah, I know I know Jim, you want to talk about that that first knee kick that we see in the uh in the Fight Club scene.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's such an interesting pacing because I think it's 30 minutes into the movie, right? It's really deep into the film before we see somebody get punched or kicked. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there are
0: like some minor scuffles, but nothing There's some minor deep stuff deep here,
2: but we haven't seen Tony hurt anybody yet. Yeah. And, and he, it takes a long point, and so there's a. Did you ever see the movie Open Range? No, I haven't. Okay, I can't use that as an example. Um, there's something about letting the movie breathe, and and building the tension that much so that so two things are happening, right? The movie's inhaling and exhaling at the same time, and so when that kick finally happens and that guy is knocked on his ass in just one boot to the chest, one knee to the chest, rather, it it's explosive. It's More powerful than it would have been had we seen a bunch of stuff before. And the director knew what he was doing. We're going to show this guy get knocked out in one punch so that we're establishing in this moment. It's the wrestling philosophy. In order for me to become a better wrestler, you have to see me beat a wrestler better than me. And I think movies fail to do that a lot. And in this instance, we're establishing as soon as he does that kick, we're establishing just what a badass Tony Jaw is.
0: Well and and that that was really surprising too cuz you're just you're expecting a much longer fight scene when that when right. that starts. Yeah yeah, yeah exactly. It's just, and it's just boom, he's on the ground. And it's and it's, and it's and it's a it's very distinctly Muay Thai or Muay Boran. It's, it's 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 that knee to the chest. Like you don't see that in most fighting styles. So uh so it kind of you know if you've never seen it before, which a lot of people hadn't when this came out, it's it's jarring. You're just you're just you sort of surprised by it because up until this point most of most of the martial arts had been more uh you know more more chinese or japanese or something like that and and so this is sort of you know as mma is gaining a lot of uh popularity and muay thai is attached to mma so I, i i think that it was i don't know i'm sure i mean there are definitely movies before this but like you know the 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 first time i ever saw muay thai was the what was the jean claude van damme movie kickboxer Um, yeah Uh. yeah that was the first time i saw it and you know in that one like jean claude van damme is doing karate half the time right like it's 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 not even proper muay thai um so uh so you know this is this feels i this feels like it was one of the very early real authentic muay thai films And, and again we did see some of those other ones dion too. the uh um, the Duel of Fists movie and the Tournament film, as well, but but again, even those didn't like they didn't look like Muay Thai to me. Um, so uh, so yeah. So uh, what about the the Bruce Lee guy in the which is a, an example of a, another humorous scene? Um, you know, the guy that had the wig on and he was he was sort of shuffling back and forth and he mm-hmm. was he was pretty ridiculous looking. Um, I can tell you, when I watched this with my wife, uh, back when it first came out, that scene lit her up. She, she, she really liked that scene. And, and the reason why was because she saw it as sort of an attack on kung fu. And, and I... you know, it was, it was sort of like, okay, kung fu is ridiculous, and Muay Thai is the real martial art. So that was sort of the, I think that's what that scene was sort of meant to illustrate. But I don't know what, what your feelings about it was. Dion, why don't you go first?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, well, I thought it was. Um, well, yeah, he was kind of ridiculous, though, the Bruce Lee kind of guy, ridiculously looking. And I was kind of like thinking, hoping we weren't going to get a. Like, I'm going to have to go through 12 people <laughs> to get to the big boss kind of game thing here. But yeah, I'm glad he took him out. I, I like that scene, though.
0: Jim,
2: did we did we lose sound? I heard a big. No, I think I think uh,
0: Dion. Did you just move your mic or something?
2: Was that? Oh, I I hit the cord. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, it sounded like we cut out. Sorry, that's why I was quiet. Um, yeah, I I think the 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 joke was pretty obvious. Um, if you know anything about Thai people, you know how proud they are and what they think of their neighbors. Um, and so to, to mock Bruce Lee or any Chinese, uh, what is it? Wing Chun. Mm-hmm. Isn't that his style? Well,
0: Chun? His,
3: his, his style became well, his, Kudo,
2: Yeah.
0: But, but Wing Chun is what he started in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So for them to mock that is it's, it's uh, pretty expected. They were also, it was really well done. I, I like the wet manner in which it was done. It was clearly tongue in cheek. If the Chinese are offended by this, too bad. You know, it's obviously a joke. So there's something, and the way they do the humor, right? I like one of the things Jackie Chan said about movies in Asia is that Asians don't go to to movies all that time, all that often, because they don't have a lot of money. So when they go, they want to go through a roller coaster of emotions. They want to feel everything, mm. and I think sliding in humor in these kinds of films is allowed. If you did that kind of stuff in American A-list movies, it would be called cornball. But when you see it in Asia, it's totally allowed and understandable because of the context in which those films are made. And if you can't laugh at that moment, even though the story itself is really deep and meaningful, uh, then then you probably shouldn't be watching Asian cinema. And, and I just, I just
0: love like the shuffling back and forth is the movement in that, that really gets me that the feet right. going back. I, I, cause, cause up until that, I saw that scene, I would have thought of somebody shuffling their feet back and forth, kind of being like a badass thing. Do you know? What I mean? And it was just such a, it just deflated the whole concept. Um, so it was effective. Uh, but, but also the guy that was doing it, I, I don't know who he was, but, but he, he, he was really into that, that that Bruce Lee guy role. Um, what did, uh what did people think of the mad dog character, the guy that was using furniture and ended up using like electric wires at one point. And uh, he, you know, he just, I guess he was just allowed to use whatever resources were available to
1: him when he was fighting. I thought he was out of pocket. I don't know. I, I thought he was just crazy. It was that's like great phrase. I'm <laughs> I sorry. That. I teach. I teach um, no, kindergarten, I 12, 12th grade, and that's all I hear is Miss Hoffinger out of pocket. And I'm like, what did I do? I don't even know. But <laughs>
3: that's
1: fantastic. But yeah, you know, that's like he was like it was going crazy. It was like that was completely unnecessary. But I guess it was necessary for him because he was getting so beat up. But I thought
0: it was. I mean, I don't the, know. the tables came out pretty quickly. I think. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how beat up he was when he decided to just ram him with a table and then a refrigerator and so many other things. <laughs> I don't know. I'll yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say the electrical wires went way too far.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those weren't even practical. Like he was just hurting himself when he did that, right? <laughs>
2: That was the American, though, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm assuming not so because he's Mad Dog, but yeah, it, it but he didn't look American to me. I don't know. He, he lo- did
1: to me. He kind he? of looked like yeah. um, I don't not like Hulk Hogan, kind of like a beefier kind of Hulk Hogan type of person. I don't know. That was my impression.
0: I don't know. I, but he came across as a real a hole. I thought. I thought yes, that yes, definitely. The, oh american. he's got a
1: euro trash
2: look to him yeah I yeah that's he, would he was american
0: yeah that's what i was thinking something european looking but yeah. but but i don't know i mean you know but mad dog seems like a. I, I feel like they were trying to make an american character with that but wasn't yeah. there another guy named pearl harbor there, <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy named pearl Harbor. how do you
2: know all their names
0: it was pearl harbor there was ali and uh who there was another guy too um Oh man, I can't, I can't believe it.
1: there was Pearl Harbor. I remember that flashing that, across that's the screen. I was like, "What is that related to?"
0: It's the best fighting name in the world, <laughs> like, because it it just, it just implies like a level of surprise destruction. Do you know what I mean? Um, but but yeah, I don't know. I think there were a couple of other fighters in that uh, named in the, in that sequence. Um, so I don't know. So so move into the uh, the overall story, just. General feelings about it or uh any observations before we get to the characters?
1: I thought it was a good story. It was simple. You just go try and country bumpkin, going into city to get back what he what his uh, village needs to survive. And along the way he has to find help from one of the villagers who's kinda like lost his way and his father wants him to come back. Um I thought it was a great story. I liked uh, the girl being the sidekick. I thought she was really cool. Um, and I thought that they told it really, really well. It was well put together. Everything just worked so well in this movie. It was the right characters and the right uh, tempo. I know I'm going completely off topic, but... Okay. I enjoyed the story a lot and how much the Buddha meant to them and, you know, the need for them to get it back. Um, so I thought it was a great story. Jim, Be- because it's, it's actually a character driven story. I don't
2: know if people realize that or not. Um, it's not plot driven. I mean, the plot carries me from scene to scene, but they did a really good job of making both George and Tony job. Ja- What's Tony Jaw's character's name? Uh, Ting. Ting. ting they they do a good job of making them three-dimensional characters and i guess we're already making the segue into character now. that's fine
0: that's fine we can nat- yeah. we can naturally move into that especially if uh, you're making the case that it's character driven
2: i'm doing such a natural case of it that i'm saying that i'm doing it and breaking the fourth <laughs> wall i'm really good at this podcast thing i should record more um yeah, you're doing an excellent job for people that know that i do two other podcasts that was a funny joke <laughs> For people that don't know that, now I'm over-explaining it. I'm guilty <laughs> the lily. I'm out of pocket.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, oh, and the,
0: and the girl's name was Moy Lake, which I think okay. just means little fighter.
2: Okay. Um, so uh, one of the cornerstones of, a, of good characterization in film is, the, uh, is being a three-dimensional character, right? Uh, knowing who the character is is one. Knowing what the character wants is two. And knowing why the character can't get it is three. And oftentimes writers don't really do the third one. They just make two-dimensional characters. Um, anytime you see uh, any low-budget kung fu movie, they're either one- or two-dimensional characters. Wait a second.
0: Are those... I, I, this is probably a very stupid question, but I'm a lot less educated about literature and film. Um, are When people say three-dimensional characters, are those the actual... Free criteria. So the
2: actual three dimensions.
0: Okay. Okay. I did not know that. I just assumed yeah. it meant a fleshed-out character that had a lot of details to it. I didn't. You know. should
2: read my books, Brendan, because it's in every single one I read. I have
0: one of your books right here, and I'm going to run it. And I have read called? your books, but I'm I, I I do skim over sections sometimes. Um. So do you do, just well? I'll will ask it in the next podcast because I don't want to I don't want to disrupt the flow of conversation. So go sure, on. Sure, that's
2: okay. John did ask you what book it is that you're talking about them. oh
0: i have a book called holy diver dion oh yeah the Jim wrote and does, does this book describe those
2: things can i just no read? no that's just pamphlet okay uh, you need the primer which i think you can download for free but or you told me i didn't or... need
0: the primer remember you said
2: you need the primer for what i'm talking about the <laughs> okay dimensions. okay so uh they do a really good job of making uh ting and george i'm hoping I'm getting his name right uh three both they both are three-dimensional characters right and uh Tony Jaws third dimension is pretty obvious. It's very difficult for him to do what it is that he wants to do. And then it's the cost of another character for him to actually get what he wants, which is interesting because that character dying finally gets what he wants, which he didn't realize he wanted all along. So that's really complicated writing for a martial arts film. Yeah. If you just get those characters. Um, and I don't know that you need the female character so much. Uh, what's you your do. Again?
0: You do. And I'll explain why. Uh, okay. You-
2: I, I could be wrong.
0: Well, but, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why I think she's important.
2: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy to be wrong about that. I think the majority of the focus is on the tension between all these villains who are trying to stop these two characters from getting what they want. So
0: hmm. so with the Moy character, when, okay, so we're spoiling the movie for people. George dies at the end. He, he he dies pretty dramatically. He already did that, actually. Yeah, but we did we name him? I don't know if we named him. yeah oh okay um so george dies and when he dies uh it's actually kind of a moving scene and i think i mean there's a lot of reasons for you know you you mentioned many of them which is that you know they they establish a lot of things about him from the very beginning of the film you know who his dad is the whole movie is kind of building to him you know to, to that scene where the where you see his parents watching the festival and he isn't there um but I feel like the, the moment where where Moy runs up to him when he's... I don't know if he died because of the thing fell on him or because of the hammering to the back, but whatever caused it, when she runs up to him and she's pleading with him and, and saying that she's going to take him to the hospital, the relationship that they had seems like it's the thing that really adds the power to that scene. Do you know what I mean? Like, him and her being this duo, and then her realizing... And, and the duo being kind of like the, the funny part of the movie, where they're pulling all these little hijinks... And you know, like they're 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 making money. Uh, you know, in the, at card games, they're they're basically con artists, right? And so they're they're adding a, a level of humor to the film. And he's the funny guy in the movie. And so when the funny guy and the funny duo sort of have this really serious end, it just I don't know, it just makes the scene more moving to me. Anybody? <laughs>
1: No, I would I would agree to that, and um, I think because George took care of her, or at least tried to take care of her, and we know that she doesn't have any anyone else. That kind of makes that uh, his demise even more sad because you don't know what she's going to do when um, without him, because he did protect her the whole time, and even though they were doing some hijinks, there kind of was a reason why they were pulling all these hijinks and being con artists to get her through school because she seemed like she was a really bright kid who needed more guidance, but obviously she didn't have anybody to really guide her and she didn't have the money to do what she wanted to do, go to school. So, uh, you know, it leaves one character in limbo. We know Tony Jaws' character, team's going to go back to the... um his village with the Buddha head and be a hero. And the festival is going to go on and the village will survive. George is redeemed and he, you know, his parents can now be proud of what he's done. And, but point mine, you don't know what's going to happen to her. So to me, that makes the ending even sadder and more potent for me. <sighs>
0: And uh, also in that scene, she's calling him Piot in that scene in the in the in the audio. And prior, I don't believe she was calling him Piot. I think she was just calling him Yacht. And P is the it's sort of a uh, if somebody's older than you and you're showing them respect, yeah. you would put P before their name. So I feel like the, so when I noticed that, which I only noticed at this time, I never noticed it before. It added like another level to that scene of oh she's kind of acknowledging him as like her senior as like maybe some kind of father or like uh, uh, brotherly figure. Uh, it, it just it, so, so so yeah so I, I don't know that 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 scene had more effect on me this time around than it normally does. Um, so I, I think oh, go ahead. Dion
2: made a really good point that that opened up a thought process for me in that she is the bridge between traditional and modern culture in the film. Mm-hmm. She's the emotional connection that brings that brings the closure to mm-hmm. to George and Ting. And Sorry, I almost said Ping, uh, to Ting, uh, to, to the two of them. And I think maybe, I don't want to sound sexist, but we're talking about a traditional Asian culture here. Maybe you need a female character to do that because a male character can't bring the same level of em- empathy and and sensitivity that you need for that for that bridge
0: no that's i think that's 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 fair i think that's fair um
1: i think that's an excellent point yeah
0: yeah i definitely i i i I think that um and also i mean we see that on display throughout the movie this definitely i mean there's like there's the scene where um uh what was his name don the uh the the criminal guy that (laughs) He's a real jerk. You know, what he does to his girlfriend, right? Like that's a, you know, very, this is, this is, this is a world where, 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 you know, women don't have the same options as men and where men are, you know, more traditionally masculine and things like that. So you see, you see that throughout the film. And so it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if that, if,
2: if what you're saying is correct. Um, I, I watch a lot of Asian cinema from all over. Asia uh, India and Korea especially and a lot of that is just in the film and it's not even talked about it is just an understood premise of society that that men are quote-unquote more important
3: mm-hmm. and
2: they're and so you learn to just understand it as a contextual part of the films um, and so when a movie is about is saying something loudly like that it's almost dangerous to to show a care a female character sort of resisting the status quo. Yep. Though one thing I will say about
0: Thai culture is there, uh, there's I think more balance than say Korea or Japan in that respect. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, but there still is that division. Um, the what about the uh, what about the villain? What do people think of the villain in this movie? The guy in the in the with the. With the voice machine and the with the account. trach, yeah. <laughs> My grandfather had one of those little boxes. Did um, he? Yeah. Was he a smoker? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was a smoker and a drinker. He Used to drink a uh, tall glass of vodka every day and smoke cigarettes every day, and he ended up getting the uh, the, the 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 tracheotomy thing. Dion, you can go first. <laughs> yeah, to... I was.
1: I was thinking, um, what did I really think of him? I mean, I thought he was a jerk, and the well, the whole. I, I don't know. It was just interesting to see a villain that was imposing, but not physically imposing. Um, being yeah. in the wheelchair, having the trach, and everything, but. There was something about his presence that was just off-putting. And a lot of times you need that physicality to be imposing, but he he didn't need it. I wonder who that actor is and what other movies he's been in because he had great presence on the screen.
0: I'll see if I can track that down. Uh, Jim, what did you think of him?
1: Uh, I
2: thought... Yeah, I I loved him. I thought he he represented perfectly for me, at least my understanding of how old people earn respect in Southeast Asia without even having to earn it. They just have it as a result of age. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't seem like a guy that was making anything or creating anything or even producing wealth for anybody but himself. And yet everybody listened to him. So there were some deep layers to him that I was seeing. I'm not necessarily saying that they were there, but that I was seeing because of my understanding of the culture. Yeah, I think he. Uh,
0: I, I I I agree that he was physically not very like he was just he was just wasting away in that chair, but he had this presence. Yeah. And and I think what he was. I don't know. I I saw him as just sort of like a criminal. Overlord of some kind, but it was very unclear to me what exactly he was doing. Aside from s- somehow getting involved, stealing in, Buddha heads. Yeah, yeah, stealing Buddha heads. But that one in particular was of very little use to him. It seemed. Um, but there was a scene in there where he delivered a line that said something to the effect of, "You know, like there is no god, I am god." Right? He said something like that. Um, yes. And I don't. I know my wife did explain it to me. I don't know what the actual tie said in that scene, but what's interesting to me about that line is that's basically what mafia people say when, when you're when you're inducted into the family. That's what the, the dawn of the family would say to the, the inductee, is there is no God. I'm your God now. and And so I don't know if they were intentionally drawing on that or if that's just like a universal all criminals do this to sort of pluck you out of the the mores of your society but but i thought that was an interesting line and and i don't know I've, i find him uh a, a, I, I, I i like i like the wheelchair and the and the trach and you know the scene where he puts the cigarette in his throat is you know that that uh, it, he's he's a pretty uh i don't know he just seems to have such contempt for the for the for everything that Thai society holds of value You know, it's just it's it seems like he's there just to sort of be like, you know, this like if you if you value anything that is valued by Thai people, then this man is going to, you know, he sort of he sort of embodies the opposite of that. Um, But in that
2: regard, he's a little cartoonish. No, he is. Uh, I I think he's very
0: cartoonish, Um, but I'm okay with cartoonish villains in these kinds of movies. Uh, Uh, you know I don't think I mean like you were saying the other characters are all three dimensional I don't think he was particularly three dimensional I just think he was like a Dion remember the movie uh, uh, with Michelle Yeoh that we saw Um, oh god the first uh, girls with guns movie Um, and the name is escaping me the one with Cynthia Rothrock in it Uh, uh, you you know which one I'm talking about yeah I know I know so you don't know what I'm talking about Jim do you
2: I would not watch anything with Cynthia Rothrock, okay. So
0: no. This is one that is worth watching. I could Does I, she
2: hurt people in it?
0: Well she does. does but she so hurt does
2: Mich- the stuntmen in it.
0: Well she hurts the stuntmen, but so does Michelle Yo. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, go- it's, it's a it's
2: a good for that.
0: It's 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 a it's a very it's 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 a it's besides the point, but but there's a villain in that his his defining feature is that he just laughs all the time. And he laughs so much, the actor starts using the laugh in, like, different ways to kind of communicate to the audience. It, it becomes this thing that's just fascinating the more you watch the movie. And, and he, but, he's, but he's really cartoonish, do you know, what I mean? because he's just laughing all the time. And so I file this villain into the same category as that villain. I like him, but he's definitely kind of at a cartoonish level. Of oh, you like Buddha heads? I hate Buddha heads, and I don't believe in Buddha. You know, he's a, he's that kind of a character. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, any other characters leap out at people? I we've we've talked about all the, the three main characters, right? We've we've discussed all of them, or have we? Well,
3: what uh, well, about what I, the?
0: Oh, oh, go
1: ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Jim. no. Right. I was going to say, what about? Um, the main villain's right hand man, the crazy Asian <laughs> okay. that was stabbing himself with the steroids to fight.
0: Okay, okay. So I have a big question about that guy. What was he injecting into himself? Because I don't think that was steroids. I think that was some other. That was something that like like an amphetamine or something yeah. that was like jacking him up and like bringing him to Scarface levels of invulnerability. Um. But I have no idea what it was.
2: Uh, I don't think it matters, right? We just no. know it's a MacGuffin, it,
0: right? It matters it, to me. I really want to know what it is when I'm watching this movie. <laughs> like it's 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 been gnawing at me ever since I first saw the film. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the viewer doesn't need that information. It's not it's not important for the viewing of the film. Um, Are
2: you the guy that asked? Was this bomb programmed with a hexadecimal? Program? No, no,
0: I'm not. I'm definitely not that guy. <laughs>
2: that but
0: I am awesome the guy that, that, that if scene? like if, if somebody injects themselves with something and it does something spectacular, I want to know what it is. Yeah, you know, it, it,
2: it it is a tool that he had that Tony did not. That's well, that, all you yes. need. To know. But 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 was it
0: because we find out that that fight was fixed anyways? Right? We have this whole. F- okay, that. That's a fascinating fight scene, right? We're going to talk about the guy, Dion, so don't worry. But that scene, the whole thing is it's this traditional thing that you see in a lot of fight movies where the guy pulls some kind of cheat, whether it's steroids or amphetamines, to to make himself invulnerable in the ring against the hero. But he does it when the hero's agreed to throw the match already. Yet we see a whole fight that looks like Tony Jaw's getting beat up because this guy's immune to him. Do you know what I mean? So... And then, and then, in like the next seed, we we learn. Oh no, no, he was just he was just throwing the fight to get the head back. Uh, that's kind. Of, I don't know. That's like a really weird. I don't know. That just struck me as very strange when I
2: thought about it. That uh, you know I don't want I mean? to speak over Dion, but I have some thoughts here. Dion, do you want to go?
1: I didn't find it weird um, at all. I just you know thought that he was getting his butt kicked, and then when he. Um, It was revealed that he was throwing the fight. I was highly disappointed in his character. I didn't think that Ting would stoop that low to do that. Um, And so I was very disappointed in him and uh, George at that moment.
0: He did have a look of shame on his face when they were
2: talking about that.
0: But Jim, what were you going to say?
2: there's there's two different ways to look at it one is Don is the bad guy's name by the way the the guy that injects himself
0: no um, Don is the um yeah uh, Don is the other guy Don's the drug dealer
2: guy uh, no he has a different name I looked I just looked it up are you sure because I could have sworn they called him Don yeah I thought Don was the first street level thug that they met oh okay well IMDB's got it wrong then but that's fine i I'm, I'm happy to look, be wrong here oh no you're right you're right I'm sorry I'm looking at the wrong line on IMDB You're right. Uh, So the, what the heck is his name then? I just, I shouldn't close it, should I? When we're having these conversations. (laughs)
0: It's, um, it's Saming Sibtid. I'm not pronouncing it correct at all, but I believe he's supposed to be Burmese.
1: Yes. I remember that. Uh,
0: Is that his character name or that's his? That's the character. character The The character name is Saming. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, Saming, yeah,
0: there it is. And, okay. and the actor is uh Patana Ankul.
2: I think. I a short short side note. I really loved Rambo Four, and when you're looking at the credits, you know it was filmed in Thailand because those names are 17 <laughs> consonants long, uh, syllables <laughs> long. It was fantastic. Uh, so uh, Saming. There's two different things going on in that fight with Sammy. Either he's afraid he's going to lose anyway,
3: mm. which
2: is why he injects himself. And that sells Tony Jaw as a more powerful fighter. Or uh what's going on is that uh, they are just showing you the lengths of depravity they these people will go to mm. to disconnect themselves from I don't know, the soul or the spirit or their humanity, right? Uh, I'm gonna win this fight anyway, but I'm—I still need this drug because I'm—I'm that—that much of a bastard.
0: Yeah, and and it, it's at a certain point in the film we see him inject himself with what six needles, right? Yeah, yeah, at the, the, end, at the, at the yeah. final yeah. scene. Um, but yeah, that guy—I thought that guy was great. He—he he had what you need for that kind of role, which is just the look. He had the look and the attitude. Mm-hmm. You don't really need the guy to do much more than that, except for fight. But right. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought he was perfect. He's kind of had like a Bolo Young type uh, thing going on that, that was really effective, and uh, and also he just he was unlikable. Like remember Dion when we saw a moment of romance and we mm-hmm. were talking about that uh, uh, trumpet, how the actor was just instantly you hated him. This guy yeah. had that kind of a face too. Just I just didn't yeah, as soon like.
1: As you him. saw him standing behind uh, the guy in the wheelchair in the very first, uh, fight club scene, you knew you didn't like him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, and and so, so yeah, so I, I, I like the character. I thought he, I thought he performed that role very well. And, uh, and I thought it was interesting that it was meant to be Burmese cause they're like, you know, the, the Thai Burmese rivalry. Um, so there's, there's kind of like a little bit of a nationalistic streak underneath the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know, uh, were there any other characters that we
2: neglected to talk about? That's, that's everybody as far as I know. Okay. Um, the so, phrase you were looking for earlier is geist," which is a face in need of a punch. That's a German phrase. So when you see
0: <laughs> that go, go ahead, character
2: go on the screen, you know he's going to be the villain and you know he's going to, he needs a punch. Can, can you repeat that again? back face bang it's hard to pronounce it's one big long word and,
0: and the english is a face that needs to be punched yeah
2: a face okay. in need of a punch okay oh a face in need of a punch.
0: okay yeah this guy definitely had it uh, google trumpet in a moment of romance to look at that. he i think he's the, the the best version of that that i've ever seen um <laughs> but uh but yeah that i i love that they have a word for that that uh but, well, the uh,
2: Germans, yeah, of course they have a word for it.
0: Yeah, they they always seem to have a word for everything. Um but yeah, so so I guess moving on to any any moments in the movie that people want to talk about. I know we said we were going to talk about George's death scene, but we kind of already discussed it unless
2: folks have something to add to it. I I think that whole final fight. You're all you want is for these two jerks. The uh, uh, Saming and the boss you just want them to finally get it because they've been on top all movie and the work you have to go through as an audience member to finally get that resolution is a bit exhausting I think that's what makes that final fight so good because even yeah. when they've won they haven't won
0: that that is one of the most painful final fights on a number of levels because the like the scene where they have the saw blade and it goes right into his forearms yeah, that is hard to watch. That's like one of yeah. the hardest scenes because all I can think of is the the blades going into the bone, and right. and and he's just getting he's getting beat up terribly, and then George gets his arm broken in a really horrible way, and then Ting gets revenge for him by snapping the guy's leg. It's a really brutal fight scene, and then when they actually get the head at the end, the car... like. The, the head comes crashing down after George has been smashed with that mallet four times, and and George dies in a in kind of a protracted death scene. So, yeah, I think I think you are exhausted. I also think you don't feel you you don't feel completely fulfilled by the end because you you know this character who's kind of like the light bulb in the room is just you know he's the one who dies. You know, if it had been Moy who died, or even if it had been Ting, I feel like it would have had less of a sting than if it was George because I just feel like anytime you kill off the funny character it's again like in that uh, um and I real I don't know why I can't remember the name of the movie but the same movie with the guy that laughs all the time with Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock they kill off the funny character they kill off the um the Choi Hark character uh right
1: yes i believe yep. so
0: so it's kind of uh, you know I, I i don't know i think i think that's another reason why it was you know so exhausting by the end but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I think, uh, that scene is is, 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 really well done. When I first saw it, I didn't realize how well done the whole movie was and it's only on going back to it and watching it, you know, many times that I, I really started to notice just what a good movie it is. Um, so yeah, so I don't, Dion, did you have anything to, to say on the, uh, on the death scene or on the final fight?
1: Karma. That's all I could yeah. think when the Voodoo's head yeah. fell down on him was karma.
0: That was, but karma. I was
1: thinking karma is a bitch, but you know, that works. Um, I was so happy that that's the way that the um, villain in the wheelchair died. I mean, it just was befitting of him.
0: Do you think that's why George died too?
1: I think George was going to die because of the baseball bats. I don't think you could get hit that many times and survive. <clears throat> Especially by a deranged lunatic.
0: Because <laughs> I'm just thinking there's a, uh, like, in, in Buddhism, right, and, like, you know, this is a Buddhist film, you know, like, it's not like Christianity where you can just be redeemed, right? You have to, like, right. sin is sin, and, and you, you sort of have to pay the cost for the sin in, in this life or in the next life. And so I feel like even though George has redeemed himself by the end of the movie, him dying is sort of the karmic restitution that he has to pay for for the life that he was leading up until that you know that it's, right. it's it's not as it's 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 not just simply a matter of well i did this good thing and now i can you know uh and now i'm redeemed uh so it's a little bit more uh, i don't know what the word is but it's just a, it's a little bit more of a rough road to redemption and
2: i kind of I like that about the movie um i'm gonna say there's another layer to it okay go ahead um there's, do you understand the concept of dharma in addition to karma? Dharma yes. is living within your whatever your role is. Yep. Right. Dharma is, and that's how you karma affects you in the afterlife. He lived so long outside his dharma. This was the only way he could come back at getting another chance to do it right. He was never going to do it right in this lifetime. Does that make sense? No, that He'd makes been back total for sense. So long, so he has to die. Now, so that he doesn't come back as, say, a bug in the next right. Month, right. This is his chance, and I. So, so there's. God, sorry. Go ahead.
1: So he had to have this difficult death in order to have a better chance of being reincarnated as something better than the lowliest thing on earth. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: And I don't think that that's true of the villain. Right. The villain just dies through circumstance and stupidity and greed he's not coming back as anything good but george is sacrificing himself for something bigger than himself in that death and so i think that's his way of of saying i'm ready to come back as another thing whether he's saying it unconsciously or not and and maybe i'm probably looking at it way too deeply but no because that's uh, there there's something rich going on in this story i i, and I think it, it it would be a, a mistreatment to not at least say something
0: i think what you're saying is true and i, I can't remember if this was if I, if we mentioned this during the the show yet but it came up prior to the show so if, if i'm repeating myself i apologize but the scene when he rec- you know acknowledges that he's that he's um that he's Humlai from from what the village of pradu uh, yeah. He's speaking in a different. According to my wife, when I saw it with her, he's speaking in the rural dialect when he says that. And up until that point, he's speaking in more of a Bangkok dialect and and like a city person. And so, you know that that shift, I feel like that ties to what you're saying about you know going outside of his dharma for so long. You know, it's not until like the last twenty minutes of the movie that he reconnects to to, to his role and to his past and 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 becomes whom lie again so so i th- I, th- I think it's right i think that's a, a good reading of it um so yeah any 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 other thoughts before we before we head out no
1: we just have to do our ratings
0: now oh yeah that's right ratings sorry um okay so so jim this is new for you we have a f- uh a uh, 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 five star rating, basically. So you can do—is it five or four, Dion?
1: It's five, and it's there's five. no halfsies. Yeah,
0: yeah, no halfsies. <laughs> so, all right. So, so, so we'll start with Dion. We'll go to Jim. Then we'll go to me. Uh, you just give it a rating, and then whether you would recommend it, and how strongly, or how much you would push people away from the movie. So, Dion, why don't you go first?
1: I'm going to give it a strong three. I enjoyed the movie. It's probably not a movie I'll go back to and watch over and over again, like my fours and fives, but I've enjoyed the movie. I, I agree with everything that Jim said. These characters are three-dimensional. You become, well, I became attached to them. Um, the story itself is simple, but it's a great story. I liked how the fighting was was awesome, Except for the one little glitch I talked about, but I think it was a good movie. I think people should go and watch it. And if you don't have um, much experience with Thailand, it's a good way to introduce yourself to it. I thought it was a great film.
2: Jim, Uh, I would definitely. We're just rating the entire thing overall, right? Yeah, just between one and five. Yeah, it's a solid four. Absolutely. I I've seen it. I think about a dozen times. Um, it's certainly a go-to. And like I said, I've watched a lot of Asian films. Um, and you said it was violent. I think Malaysians and uh, Indonesians are even more violent in their, their movies. Um, but I think everybody's always constantly trying to outdo one another. The raid was, what what we, was
0: the raid? Was that Indonesian?
2: Yeah, raid was Indonesian. Raid 2. Hmm. Raid 2 was so brutal. I mean, if you have any emotion going in, it's spent when it's all over. It's, yeah. Um, and I think Koreans do this really well, too. They do a lot of psychological torment. And so these movies, this this area of the world is making movies that are really getting us invested. So when you see something like Ongbok, and then they do sequels to it, or they do other movies in that vein, and they don't live up to the the prize, so to speak, or the, the bar that is being set, it's an even bigger disappointment. So it's another reason why I say this is only this is only a movie by Tony
0: Jaa I like and uh and i i would give it uh oh and, and, and did you have anything else to to add to that or was that no that was oh, it that okay. was it uh yeah so i i would give it a 5 um partly cuz i did Muay Thai and this was such an impactful movie on me also because it, personally it's a film i remember when i was first dating my wife and it just kind of there's a, there's a lot of personal reasons why i would give it a 5 but it's a great movie and i i think it's 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 a wonderful depiction of uh, of 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 Moy and and Muay Thai and 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 also just of uh you know of a, a different kind of uh martial arts stunt performance so, so and like we said the story is really good there's there's a, the characters are really strong I, I i think that that it it holds up over time a lot of films that I watched in 2003 when I watch them now they do not hold up the way this one does so I I and I I think that it's 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 a solid film and I'd recommend people check it out uh I the version that I watched for this for this review was the one that's on Prime I just did the rental of the one on Prime but I have it on DVD and there are different versions of it out there so just be aware of that that you you know you the when you, when you're buying it that, you know or when you're renting it or when you're streaming it that there are different versions, but I would recommend it and uh, and so next week we're going to be continuing our international month. Dion, are we doing Lady Snowblood next week or are we doing
1: uh no Korean? hold on let me check okay I don't want to get it wrong
0: i'm I'm really looking forward to Lady Snowblood um, I know we have a Korean movie in there as well.
1: Yeah, The Man from Nowhere. I can't wait for you to see that one. Oh, my God. That movie is so good. Isn't it? Oh, my God. Can I, I please be on that episode? You can
0: be on that episode, Jim.
1: Oh, my God. I watched God, it three movie. times in one week. Yep. That's so much. I loved Jim, it. Jim, did you
0: see the movie The Villainous by any chance? No. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it after. Um, So, I'm sorry, Dion, what did you say we're doing next week?
1: Hold on, I haven't gotten there yet. My computer's running a little slow. That's okay. We're doing... Wait, hold on.
0: It should be either Lady Snowblood or The Man from Nowhere, I think.
1: Um... No, it's not. It's uh, The Raid Redemption. We're doing The Raid? Yeah, next week. I didn't even know we were doing that one this month. Okay.
0: You're positive about you that. You
1: picked that one.
0: I picked. The, I don't know. I didn't pick that one, did
1: I? Yes.
0: I. I have no memory of picking the raid. The
1: only one I picked was the Man from Nowhere. That was my oh my only choice. I thought I
0: picked Mrs. K. But, we okay. did,
1: but we couldn't find it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we're doing the raid. Uh, raid redemption. Right. We're doing raid redemption. Uh, is that
1: the one you want to do?
0: No, it is. It's just that now that I'm thinking about it, it is along the lines of what jim was saying it's a very exhausting movie to watch um but no we will do we will do rage redemption um so so yeah so we'll be back on next week and until then we will talk to you later